0: humans are humans. Welcome to Unfuck Your Feelings, a podcast for my fellow overwhelmed overachievers, ambitious, innovative, high achievers that struggle with stress and anxiety, leaving them overwhelmed and putting themselves under constant pressure to achieve their vision as they overwork and live stuck in a loop of frustration where every outcome feels like failure, leading to painful progress towards their goals while decreasing their quality of life, health and relationships. That's fucked, y'all. I'm Caitlin Wilder, behavior analyst, life coach, and fellow overwhelmed overachiever, here to teach you that better understanding your own feelings is actually the key to making progress toward your goals in times of stress, relieving the pressure that blocks you from achieving your full potential, and finding freedom from self-doubt that maximizes your opportunity to achieve creating longevity in your life and career. So, let's fucking go. Thank you so much for joining us today. I am continuing my guesting spree with one of my most favorite humans in general, also Australians, Suzanne Kohlberg. Hello.
1: Hello, Caitlin. Thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely. Go ahead and tell us real quick just who you are, your little title.
1: My little title. Love it. I was going to say, my little title, it depends on the day, it can be my ma, ma, ma. <laughs> Also fair,
0: <laughs> also but, fair. But um,
1: I'm the nope coach. I help overgivers and people pleasers say no without feeling like a bitch.
0: Mm, right, and that definitely like our our people definitely like overlap for sure because all of my overgiving helpers definitely do feel like a bitch on on many occasions for sure. Um, so Suzanne is here today. We're gonna finish a conversation we started over on her podcast the nope coach. So make sure to check out part one, but you're joining us now for part two of who helps the helper. And we spent a few minutes just talking about really like how it feels to be in that situation. I refer to it as a, a passionless loop of misery where you wake up every day, giving it your all and still fucking hate it. And you're not sure why it's some very fucked feelings. Hence why it makes a perfect segue to hop on over here but for this portion we want to like get into the actual question like we understand the experience now so who helps the helper and I'm ready for the nope coach to give it to me straight
1: (laughs) well the very first thought that comes to mind Mm -hmm. is the helper does as Mm -hmm. in like you know yes we are the problem but we're also the solution So when Mm. we end up in that, you know, passionless loop or I call it like the void Mm. and, you know, it's up to us and to apply the same level of compassion and care that we would so freely give to others, Mm. to ourselves, and that's often the hardest thing, to go actually self first isn't selfish and I just don't have anything else to give to anybody else right now Mm. and that is okay.
0: Mm, yeah that's deep that's my answer too the helper helps the helper I mean we all can help ourselves but so but saying it you know obviously is is just so easy to do and then my um my my people tend to be like very logical like very data driven and so they'd be like okay Suzanne cool put yourself first tell me how
1: (laughs) yeah I was like thinking it is easy saying it is hard so it's actually pausing in the moment mm. and articulating kindly the thought that is in your head because often the very first thought if someone asks you for something when you are beyond isn't the da, 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 sure <laughs> it's, I could just fuck off like or maybe <laughs> that's just me <laughs> you would never say that though mm-hmm. so then the time that's spent Many people like how do I say this in a nice way? I might as well just do it because it's easier. Yeah, but it's actually pausing in that moment to say thanks for your message, or you know, nice of you to reach out, or however you'd word it. Mm-hmm. I'm not available right now. Um, <laughs> here's somebody that I recommend, or here's what you could do, or uh, can you get can you get back to me? Mm-hmm. I can think of a I can think of a, a very personal example as a, a mm-hmm. over giver myself. I, um, I have my own podcast. If you've listened to part one of this show, it's a note coach podcast. Um, and I'm also an avid guest, hence here on your show. <laughs> At least once a week, somebody will reach out to me and go, how did you get on so many podcasts? Like, can you um, explain your strategy to me? And I used to say, yeah, sure. I'm just calling up on my phone here because I have this exact script from yesterday that happened. I used uh-huh. to be like, yeah, Sure. And then I'd spend an hour with these people explaining how to pitch and how to um, put it all together and, you know, all this sort of thing that they just ignore. And Mm -hmm. anyway, long story short, I was like, I'm not going to do this anymore. So that's the decision I made. Then yesterday, the first one comes in. Um, Hi, wondering if you could recommend podcasts for me to guest on and how do you go about putting yourself out there? So perfect (laughs) example over giving me, we could be like, let's just jump on a call. Let's have a coffee. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. no, I'm done. I wrote back and I said, podcasting is part of my foundational biz strategy that's taken years to hone, so it's not something I can dilute into a quick message or three on socials. Mm -hmm. Um, I take my biz model seriously and a lot of work has gone into this. If you really want my input on how best to pitch and invite for podcasts, I'd be happy to do a paid session that you can record and refer to as you develop your strategy.
0: Mm -hmm. So I was like,
1: this is me, not just saying, yes, I'm going to help you and not just whatever. And anyway, it it goes back and forth. They're like, that's fair. What would that look like? I hadn't thought about the details. So then I explained, you know, what would be involved, the cost, all this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And then they wrote back and said, um, thanks for having awesome boundaries. I'm going to keep using my intuition. I'm like, cool. So I didn't have to get on a call and yeah. give up an hour and they got to choose. And now I have that as a template for the once a week when the message comes in, hey, how did you do this? And, and it happens a lot. Like before um podcasting, I released 78 kilos. That's 171 pounds. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's an entire person.
0: <laughs> Once a week More. or so. It's a big person. Everybody,
1: everybody be like, hey, how'd you lose the weight? Okay. And people think when they just reach out and say in a quick, can you summarize your three to five year life journey in a sentence for me to take your wisdom and off we go. Mm-hmm. We we don't want to be cruel or rude or bitchy, but also this is a big thing that can't be summarized into um a sentence or two in a social media message. So it's deciding to sum up the question, like, you know, your people thinking, well, how do I do this? It's like, what are you available for and what are you not? And what is the cost to you from saying yes to all these little things all the time? Because if you get a couple of those a week or a couple of those a day, the and the other thing too, it's it's very hard to DM me now. I've removed mm-hmm. the option from Facebook. You can't remove it from Instagram, so there's me deciding whether or not I want to respond. I so depend- I already knew this person, so I didn't. I, you know, if it was somebody I didn't know at all, yeah, then you get to decide whether you even choose to respond at all, and what they make of it is not your business.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I always have like some sort of general. Reply to someone asked me a big loaded question like that. Like, I I found out what works for me, or like, <laughs> yeah, but really it's also general.
1: deciding like for you, you know, because it can it can be so easy. Like, I want to be helpful. I want to be helpful. Mm-hmm. I want to be helpful, and I I feel that drive and that urge, but also what is the cost to you of doing yeah. that consistently? And it's like, yes, it's only one moment, or yes, it's only one this, but how many of those? And also oh, when God. you're burnt out and not making money.
0: Yeah. Like
1: that's an hour I could buy back for myself to spend with my kids or read a book or sit in the sun or whatever.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm totally with you. Yeah. Those situations, like I don't, I'm, I'm one of those that I'm kind of go against the mental rules. So I just go by like what I'm feeling at the time. Um, because, some people could ask, and like maybe I do want to talk to that person and exchange that information for whatever reason, you know. So I always. But also, you know what's be... funny?
1: On the very same day, I got another message, and I think yeah. it's also you get to decide your boundaries and whatever. Yeah. It was a um, it was a voice message, so I can't read it out because, and I don't want to play it because I don't have that permission. But it was like, yeah. "Hi, Suzanne, how are you?" So like that thing, like acknowledging mm. that the person you're reaching out to is a person, not just can I pick your brain
0: yeah um
1: um what else did they say they said I realize that you're busy if you have a moment so it's like not assuming
0: (laughs) I hate hate all that shit and then it was like
1: (laughs) this is what I I I love your show um you did an episode on this like there's that genuine connection Mm -hmm. because the other thing too when you get a message that's more generic like the first one Mm -hmm. you don't know if they haven't copied and pasted that to 50 other people so sometimes as a helper or an overgiver, we think like oh my god They've reached out to me. They've (laughs) reached out to every man and his dog.
0: Right. (laughs) That could, that could be, that could be an option. So what do you think, Suzanne, regarding like, because we can go out and we can, you know, say no or withdraw our help or something of that nature, but then the brain starts braining as it does. So what do you do um, or what do you like recommend to your people about like that emotional, management piece
1: what I recommend to my people and what I do as I say I'll be honest I don't do it all the time Mm -hmm. the best thing I find when I do it is journaling because Mm. you know if you are if your body is physically dirty you're going to go and have a shower or a bath or somehow wash it Mm -hmm. (laughs) so it's the best way to get all that shit out of my brain and onto the page personally Mm -hmm. though I struggle with that at times because yeah. it's like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to, I feel like a toddler who doesn't want to have a bath. Yes. So what I will do is book in with my own coach because mm-hmm. then my coach will, you know, with consent, pull it out of my brain in a session. Yes. Um. Or if that's not available because it's the timing or whatever, um, yeah. I voice journal. So I'll go for a walk and use too. voice notes on my phone and say all the stuff that I wouldn't say. Yeah. um whatever way you get it out of you that works for you mm-hmm. whether it be facilitated by a coach or, or you could do it with a friend however um having really clear boundaries about like so I've got a couple of biz besties that I would message are you available right now for event like you know and yeah. also being clear that I don't want them to coach me like I'm not after some free whatever yeah. Um, and respecting if they're like, actually not right now. So because mm-hmm. um, sometimes we do inadvertently emotionally dump on people without consent, and right. that never does well for the relationship in the long term.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and i I agree entirely with those. What I um, also, what I what I teach entirely is around working with, you know, one's self-talk because when we even go out and reach out, to other people to coach or work with us. Like still those people aren't in our minds, you know, they don't know how we feel like they're just working to guide us and work off what we report. Really the individual is the person with all 100% of the information about how they're thinking and feeling. So I recommend like a self-investigation of what's going on. And it is about the helper helping themselves because you have to look in your own head and decide about, you know, the, the validity or the helpfulness of the things that you're saying to yourself, you know, and also we talked a little bit about like the beliefs, like what are the underlying beliefs that you are running on in the world? Like, is it helpful for you to have the belief that, everybody else should come first that I'm a bad I'm a bad whatever I'm a bad mom if I don't get this finished like I'm a bad teacher if all of my students don't like hit these certain marks like I'm a bad social worker if this kid still has a shitty life you know like And and often when we are doing this overworking and overhelping, we're just pushing and forcing. And that's really the belief that we are running on and we don't even know it because we haven't, as you recommended, slowed down enough to say like, hang on, what's really going on here? We're just all tangled up in these solutions, things that rules we think we should follow, things we assume that we should do to be helpful. That actually is not fucking helpful at all.
1: Yeah, so sometimes that pausing to question your own you know as you said thoughts beliefs held things um a lot when from what you were just saying is like that over responsible feeling like you know I'm responsible for and it's like are you really and it's like or are they responsible for themselves Mm -hmm. and like I work with my clients and with myself a lot with um you know archetypes Mm -hmm. and one of my strongest archetype is the judge (laughs) And the judge can be externally put like they should have, they should have been on time. They should have done their homework or the judge could be internal as in like, you know, my website isn't good enough. Or I talk too fast or my accent's too strong or I swear too much or, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it's just noticing that, that the archetype is a pattern of behavior, not all of who you are. And so it's like, have I, I, is the judge driving right now? And is this the best time? So not to abolish them, but just to like, maybe invite them over back to the passenger seat <laughs> rather than taking the lead.
0: Right. Yes. I do like to take those, um, those spells as just like information. You spoke a bit, gosh, when was it? I don't remember if it was this part or the first part. Oh, it may have been about the podcast people of people like sending things to you, this I maybe just making this shit up, where you receive something and maybe when you receive it, maybe it's the podcast request, like you immediately get like a frustrated, angry feeling when one receives it. And that to me, like what, what our minds can assume is, oh man, fuck these other people. Why are they always trying to get free info for me? Like, why are they bothering me? And then maybe we feel that obligation to help. What I teach is like, let's just notice that you're really fucking frustrated by this right now. Like this mm-hmm. is a sign that you've emotionally like moved, like you're overextended. Okay. So this uh, isn't right about now. This it's totally
1: hundred percent. Yeah. Like
0: this is not all, anything about this person that wants to be on your, this person is in fact a gift that the universe has brought to you to show you that you are in fact still caught in your own pattern of overgiving. So Let's be grateful for that gift and let's use it as information to say, what. let's resolve this frustration. Let's, let's locate the continuing actions that I take that keep me in this loop of being miserable because my needs are constantly unmet and I'm not really spending my life doing the things that I, one, wants to do.
1: And when, I'm such a great example because when I do that, then they stop happening. Like the universe is like, she's got the message received. So mm-hmm. like people stop asking. So now that I've got, exactly. well, I feel, I don't know, I'll let you know, like a templated response to that. I can help yeah. with that, but here's the cost. Uh-huh. What they make it mean or whatever, not my business. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and I love uh, for me, cause I'm a behavior analyst. So I love have that spiritual side of it where you can be like, Oh, well the universe sent it to me and I got the picture. So it stopped sending it, which I totally am into that. Cause I'm a magic glass bitch. However, there is also like a total like behavioral explanation to that. Like you're choosing actions that line up with all of the standards for behavior and qualities that you want. And then those actions are creating outcomes that you actually want, as opposed to going elsewhere you know, and doing things that you just feel obligated to do, you don't really want to do. And then naturally that does not get you what you want. Isn't that interesting? How you weren't doing what you want and you didn't get what you wanted.
1: As soon as I feel obligated, like as soon as I notice that feeling for me, once again, it's a red flag. It's like something needs to change here because otherwise I just keep recreating it everywhere. Mm -hmm.
0: That's what I Um, call it. Spotting your own red flags. Like everyone's always like, I got to look out for everyone else's red flags. I'm like, look at yourself. I'm like, you got it all, boo. You got, you don't need anybody else to help you with the things going on. You just got to learn to understand your own mind and wants. And even
1: simple things like helping my kids with the homework. I'm not obligated to do that. I'm <laughs> obligated to do shit. It's their homework. Like so, I, I
0: want have you a to really tell clear... me more about that. Just because I'm sure that there are people that are listening that are like, holy fucking shit, that was resolution revolutionary. Tell me more.
1: <laughs> so my children are in grade five and grade two, mm-hmm. and my daughter had a project. Um, grade five. It was worth a, a significant percentage of her mark that she told me about the night before. So like Sunday night, just mm-hmm. having this panic about this project, she had to build a fucking diorama. I was like, you <laughs> know. Always a diorama. And I'm just like, you've got to be kidding. And anyway, in that moment, I you know, did the best that I could to help her with it, but I was also very clear that this is never happening again. I'm like, <laughs> if you get a project, you need to tell me when you get it and when it's due and whatever. Anyway, yes, mom. Okay, mom. Yeah, whatever. So it happened again. And I was like, no, I'm not helping you. Mm-hmm. And watching my daughter cry and kick and scream and behave like a toddler was one of the hardest things I've had to do. And inside, when you talk about what your brain says, you're the world's worst mother. You're such a bitch. Like all that. That's and I was like, no, nope, hold the line. She's <laughs> in grade five, people. This is not going to be on her academic record forevermore on whatever. Right. She's going to learn a lesson here. And ever since then... Oh man, she's been on the board and um, she had this project. So now at the time of recording this, we're in week nine, we have 10 week terms here. And she had this project due at the beginning of this week. She did take two weeks off. She had the flu um, and she wanted to ask for an extension. And I said, no, you're not asking for an extension. you Mm -hmm. got this project in week one. You've had nine weeks to work on it. We've been working through these things. You will present it when it's presented. Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh, the teacher said, I don't don't care what the teacher said. Like you've had nine weeks. This is going to be done. Anyway, she, she did it. So, um, today, where are we? It's Thursday. So she did it on Monday and she got her result yesterday and she was really disappointed. Mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, what, what did you get? She's like, I got 87. And I'm like, what? Like percent. And she's like, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: And I'm like, what's wrong with
1: that? Right. I was a bit of a perfectionist. But
0: like, uh, right. Let's go ahead and work on that. You
1: know, <laughs> she totally, she, she bombed one. Yeah. And, Learned the lesson from that is that, like, actually, you know, I do need to take responsibility for my work and mum mm-hmm. will support me, but here is the bounds of which I'll support. And also, too, I helped her. So she had to rewrite a piece on... Um. Basically, why the school system doesn't work. Fascinating yeah, work for a grade it. five. Yeah. But um, I helped her craft her three points and yeah. find the articles. So she didn't just say on the internet because her teacher is very clear. And also Wikipedia doesn't count as a source. Got it. But it needs to be in your own words. And once it's done, I will review it. But then I think where she lost points, poor kid, she made a PowerPoint presentation. It looked fabulous on our PowerPoint, but the school has a different version or whatever. So it looked all choppy. Yeah but um, also learning to take it in earlier, not just leaving it to the day. So everything's mm. a lesson, but like we don't have to do it. And also what is she going to learn? If I'd done it all, made it pretty, taken it yeah. in. What is she learning? She's learning nothing. These are skills that are going to help her later in life.
0: But think about even like from the angle of a parent, let's say that does, does not have this wisdom. So let's say that they are all tangled up around helping their child, helping notice that word, helping their child succeed. Their child isn't making the mark. They think, okay, well, I'll help them. They do the work. You know, they get the grade. We think this is achieving, but then it just continually happens again and again and again. And now that parent maybe can't let it go because of what comes up for them when they decide to do something else. That whisper, boy, you're the worst mom. We're not helping right now right but then that if that cycle were to continue like if we listen to that voice and we take that as truth all the time then yeah. we end up with a child that can't operate
1: well when I hear own. that voice you're the worst mom because you know mm-hmm. we all have it yeah I I catch it and I I fast forward 10 years to when my daughter's 20 and yeah living at home right um these skills will you know it's it's I think it's the embodiment of cruel to be kind because mm-hmm. you know in a safe managed space she has a roof mm-hmm. overhead she has food like she isn't in danger in this moment in this moment she's not but the lesson she learns could in the future when i'm not there to that's be the it. backup support that she knows that she's got it
0: yeah you get the reward the reward is later it just takes longer that's what i say yeah. or you can get a little reward now that you think feels good soon but then Yeah, I
1: can get a certificate with a sticker on it that's gonna make <clears> my <throat> inner child be like, yay. But you know, if my kid can't fill out a form or cross the street or get on a bus or whatever, oh, no. then we have problems.
0: My gosh. And it happens so much. And it really is like that's being a helper too, like even just as you said, like doing parent things. So again, it for me and my people, it all comes down to working with that voice that comes up. And that's how you can help the helper. And really only of course you can go to therapy and talk about these things you can get a coach and talk about to help you work with them but really ultimately it comes down to the individual having some sort of strategy to be able to work with those things that are going on in their mind
1: and i think as you talk about with your work and stuff just normalizing it and realizing that you Mm -hmm. know because the the voice is not bad because it's there so like for example We have smoke detectors in our house. Mm -hmm. Most of the time it goes off for burnt toast. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: (laughs) And, you know, but we keep them there for that once off chance that our house was literally burning down. So when Mm -hmm. my brain goes, you're the worst mum in the world, which it does Mm -hmm. on the daily, I just was like, is this true or is this just burnt toast? Most Mm -hmm. of the time it's burnt toast. There could be times where I'd be like, actually, maybe that wasn't my best. Like if I Mm -hmm. snap. Or if I, um, you know, we all have times where we're like, actually, that wasn't the best being of myself. So apologizing yeah. then, but realizing in times like this one, it's just burnt toast. It's
0: not just bad burnt toes. I love burnt <laughs> toast. My favorite one is, um, have, you, uh, have you ever been sitting at like a stoplight or an intersection and like a pedestrian's walking across and you're like, man, I can just mow that fucker down like right now like that ever happened to you yeah we all do that right i wouldn't admit it till now but yes (laughs) so we all do that but then we're just like oh no like i would never like isn't that funny so we can assume that that is not true like that's so absurd but then all of a sudden we think that we're a shitty mom or what and yeah absolutely that's totally true one Isn't that
1: funny? We yeah. have impulses that we realize are just impulse. Like, yeah. you know, for mine is bloody people who take up the whole aisle in the supermarket <laughs> and have their mother's meetings. It's like, could you pick a side? Like I just <laughs> image just shoving them into the stands. Never do that, but dismiss that and keep going about my shopping. But right. something like, oh, you were rude to a friend or you're a mean mum. I get hung up on that shit all day.
0: Yeah, I know. It's fascinating. Yeah, our minds are definitely... Um, a curious, a curious place to observe. And not only just like the outcomes and like the things that we're doing, but actually being able to like observe our feelings as they're coming and going, whether they're thoughts, like whether they're just sensations, because we're taking it very much as like, oh, well, the feelings I don't like are here and everything's bad and something go- is going wrong or the opposite where, oh, well, I feel good. So everything must be fine. In fact, all of our emotions in the spectrum are necessary and are going to like guide us to something. Like, as we said, if you're feeling frustrated, that is actually not an indicator to kill someone, but rather a sign to look inward and say, hmm, like, where am I overextending myself? Like, where is this coming from? That is the work.
1: Have you seen that meme that has, um, (laughs) Bad feelings, and it's like somebody carving it into stone, like you know Moses chipping into the stone, and good feelings, and it's like writing on the sand where the ocean's just gonna, you know. So why do we think things that are, you know, I'm a bad mama or I'm a bad yeah. person is chipped into the stone forevermore? Oh, but God. oh, I'm pretty freaking awesome, gone Dude, it, like it the all, ocean. Tr-
0: it all tracks, like it all it tracks with like how the brain works. You know, like we carry around that natural negativity bias because we want to fucking survive and then the internet was created and it started showing us all of these terrifying things around the world and you know what's interesting it's like those things aren't even like we're shown and the gravity is so large and we're making them mean so many things but often it may not even be like nearly as bad As it's being made to seem, I actually just watched like this little docu series on Netflix about this event that took place in 1999, (laughs) Woodstock, 1999 in New York, in the United States. And they made it to be like the most terrifying event in the whole, like it was scary to watch. My older brother was there he was physically there and so I talked to him and he's like man that shoot was so fun (laughs) like we had the best time like that lineup was amazing I mean you know so it's just like the way things are presented in the world and what we make them mean about like ourselves and our future versus like the reality of it which is we all live through it and experience it and then you know the next day yeah but also the angle which you look through it
1: through so like when COVID hit, we were on a cruise ship because Australia was very fast to close its borders. Uh So um, we were on a a cruise ship, all the ports had shut, then we got stuck in a cyclone. So there was people who (laughs) were like, oh, this is terrible. And this is the worst thing ever. But everything that was going wrong, the cruise company just kept giving us more onboard credit. So we're like, this is amazing. We went right. to the Build-A-Bear workshop. We went to <laughs> photography. We had family photos. We had the best time. And at the end of it, like basically free because we ended up with so much credit. Yeah. And then as we're disembarking, there's all these people like doom and gloom and this was the worst thing ever. And we were like, this is the most fun we've ever had.
0: There it is. <laughs> Everything is opportunity, baby. It's just if one would like to be open to seeing it or not. And I, I, I also believe that about stress and overwhelm and like negative self-talk and like all of these things that we're talking about you know not not wanting in our lives but they're also the ticket to that not being our lives anymore so come on helpers understand your brains Suzanne where can we find you
1: best place to find me my website is com. s-u-z-a-n-n-e c-u-l-b-e-r-g i have a podcast the note coach and my newsletters are fun so come find me on my webpage
0: i'm gonna type all that info out and throw it into the caption for everyone Suzanne, thank you so much earth humans thanks so much for joining me today please hope you've learned into the wild give it a try and let me know how it goes Check the caption for info to stay in touch via email or the socials. Contact me if you're interested in having me on your podcast or if you want to be a guest here. And please leave a review because everyone is not doing that shit. And share this with other overachieving brains that need a rest to get to success without stress. You can also contact me for a summary of all of the bullshit that I just said. This is Caitlin Wilder. Happy and fucking See you next time.